Well, good day to you and welcome to another I Love to Tell the Story. This is a podcast for praise. Our theme verse for this podcast is Psalm 145, verse 4. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And we love to just gather together and be able to praise God. And there are awesome things that Jesus Christ is doing for us every single day. And so I am so happy to be joined today by Pastor Ron Procise. Brother Ron, I'm so glad you're here with us today. It's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, and thank you so much for for volunteering to come down here and tell your story and just share as someone who's been in the ministry for 25 years now as a pastor, as a as a chaplain for the military reserves, as someone who's obviously seen God do a lot. Tell us your story. Okay, let me <laughs> let me just jump right in. I came to faith in Christ at a very young age. My parents took me to uh, our family to a church that preached the gospel. And it was there as a as a young a young child that I heard the gospel that I realized that you know what I I was uh, someone in need of God's grace because of my own disobedience to God mm. the fact that I fell short of His glory I needed a Savior so uh, even at a young age I I understood those truths and I heard that, that Christ, the Son of God, came to live the perfect life I could never live and to die a sacrificial death. And by trusting in him, I would receive God's forgiveness, his pardon, his cleansing, reconciliation with him. I would be adopted as his, his son, just every every spiritual blessing. Wow, so you Christ. understood all that from a young age. Well, I under I understood <laughs> the, the basics of it. Amen. And then it's just like any Christian, right? How uh, we understand the the depths of that, the heights, mm-hmm. the depth, the the length, the breadth of of God's glorious salvation. Mm. And and then we we live that out. We live out what we grow in our understanding. So uh hopefully that's an encouragement to uh to first of all, our moms and dads, because mm. your primary role regarding your children is that of an evangelist. Amen. I mean, God has has placed this little uh, wonderful sinner in your life, <laughs> yes, and your family, and you get the privilege of uh, teaching them, explaining the gospel, living out the reality of the gospel. They see it in your life, mm. and so that is your your primary primary god-given joy honor responsibility for those who work we were talking earlier about those who are ministering within the church uh your labor in the lord scripture says is not in vain yes and sometimes we can uh kind of overlook what children can understand what they're capable of Mm -hmm. uh it's the power of god's word is the power of salvation for adults and for children. So be Amen. be encouraged and keep on. Yeah, and I think that, that that so perfectly exemplifies the the passage in Isaiah that says line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Now I got saved in early age also, but I did not understand words like justification or the propitiation or all of these other big theological phrases, but the simplicity of the gospel Mm -hmm. is for everyone. And then as we grow in Christ and the grace and knowledge of Christ, what a blessing that is to see those, those deep spiritual truths 
become rooted in our lives as we continue to grow and be disciples of his. Well, you're exactly right. That's uh, what the Apostle Paul says to Timothy in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. He says, how from infancy Mm. you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So uh, if you're looking for uh, a biblical example of that, come on down, Timothy. He's, He's right there. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that can be, as, as a parent, the, the old saying that the, the days are long, but the years are short. Hmm. And I know even in my own life, as my oldest is 14 and a half now and just a couple more years until he is going to be going off to college or starting his adult career life. And, and our youngest is six and a half. And I, I just, I mean, how it just goes by so quickly. But as yes. parents... We need to make that a priority in our lives to, to be that example for our kids and to give them the gospel. That's right. So uh, you had mentioned uh, sharing my experience as a pastor. I'm going to diverge from that a little bit. because okay. and, here's the, and here's the reason for it, because I want this to be an encouragement. Sometimes people can look at us as pastors and say, well, because you're a pastor and because <laughs> there's some special call on your life, you can do things that that I, I could never do. Right. And the reality is, in 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says we are all Christ's ambassadors. Amen. As though God were making his appeal through us. So it's not just pastors. It's not just missionaries. We are all Christ's ambassadors. So I want to I share uh, something that I think will be an encouragement to, to all of us, because, uh, again, uh, what Paul said, remember, in, in 2 Corinthians uh, 5 earlier, he said, the love of Christ compels us. Mm. And so that love, when it, when it uh, comes into our lives through Christ, that motivates us. We want to take that, that gospel message to others. And sometimes we can become a little fearful, a little intimidated. We're not sure how that happens. And I believe as we look at God's word, it's it starts with prayer. And the reason I say that is because how Christ taught us to pray in Matthew chapter six. These are words that are familiar to us, but I don't know that we really understand what Christ is saying mm. when he says we are to pray, your kingdom come. Well, we all probably have that memorized. What does that mean? Mm. How does God's kingdom come? Well, God king, God's kingdom comes, right, when uh, someone comes into his kingdom, Amen. right? Mm-hmm. And then his kingdom advances. That's how now God's kingdom comes. Uh, ultimately, we know that the Christ, the king, will return and will set up his kingdom. But for now, we're to pray, your kingdom comes. So, When we pray that, what are we saying? God, I want uh, you to uh, reach out to the kingdom of darkness and rescue someone who is completely lost, who is under condemnation, who is blind, who is in bondage to sin. May that happen. May Mm. your kingdom come. And Mm -hmm. I believe what we're praying in that is God, use me, right? Here am I, send me. So when we... When we pray according to the pattern that Christ gives us in Matthew 6, we are, we, I mean, it's a wonderful daily pattern of prayer. We start by um, uh, our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. In other words, may your name be honored. May it be treated as holy. And then the the very next uh, request, may your kingdom come. Hmm. And when you think about it, those two are linked, right? God is glorified when someone does come to faith in Christ. Yes. When his kingdom is advanced, his name is hallowed in a remarkable way. Mm. And so just having that attitude. So I do believe it begins with prayer. You see that even with the Apostle Paul. If you look at the end of Ephesians, the end of Colossians, he says, pray also for me that words may be be given to me so that Mm. I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Well, if the Apostle Paul had to ask people to pray for him, for boldness, <laughs> for courage, that's that's a good prayer for us as well, yes, right? Absolutely. And so I believe it, it starts with prayer, and I believe it's God open my eyes to opportunities that, that I don't want to overlook. Hmm. And so let me, let me share just something that happened just this past week. I was uh, going to uh, my doctor's for a physical, and so uh, we had some medical technician uh, weigh me and, and take my height and my blood pressure. <laughs> well, I asked, I asked what her name uh, is, and it was a Spanish name. And it was an unusual Spanish name. I'd never heard this before. And I go, well, that's, that's Spanish, isn't it? And, and we just started talking, and, 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 and I told her that, you know, I, I'm trying to learn a little bit of Spanish and... and <laughs> And so as we continued, you know, and so she said, well, and she tried to, you know, engage me in Spanish and I did the best I could to respond. <laughs> and so I said, well, I said, here's a, here's a verse for you. It's, uh, it's, it's from the Psalms. Uh, Den gracias al Señor porque él es bueno, su amor perdura para siempre, which means give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. And so I said that to her and she's looking at me with eyes wide open. She's never had a patient do this before, but I, I mean, and, and I really didn't have anything. I was just, I was just engaging with her. I yeah. wasn't trying to force anything on her. This is all just coming naturally. And, and so I, I quoted the verse and I said, verdad? true and she looked at me and she said well i i don't know huh and so that led to a conversation i started asking you know questions and listening to her and found out she was from a, a roman catholic background and i said well you know my wife was raised roman catholic mm. and let me see if i if i understand what um, i'm going to tell you and you you tell me if i'm right i said from a roman catholic perspective there are a lot of things that you need to do, religious uh, things, moral things, to try to uh, earn your way up to heaven. Is mm-hmm. that right? And she said, "She said yes, that's right." Mm. And I, and then from there, it was just I just had I, an opportunity to share the gospel. I said, "Well, wow. it's very interesting because the Bible says something completely different, completely the opposite. The Bible mm-hmm. says that the good news, the gospel, is not what we." can do for God, but what God has already done for us. Amen. And and that's, uh, as I shared earlier, that's just the, the simple gospel mm. that Christ came to this world. Why? Because we're, we're helpless. We're lost. We can't fix ourselves. We can't save ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so he came to live the perfect life. We never could to die a sacrificial death so that by trusting in him, 
God gives us the the righteousness that we need, the mm. for, the forgiveness that we need. And so it was just a, a, a wonderful opportunity. And see, it wasn't because I was a pastor. It wasn't because I was preaching on some Sunday. It was just a, a normal encounter. So what I want to do for those uh, who are listening to your podcast, I want to give an idea that I that I had um, a while back. Because I think uh, a, a lot of Christians, they, they do want to share the gospel. It's just like, where do I start? How do I, mm-hmm. well, you know, what in the world mm-hmm. do I do? So here's something actually that that I've done before. Next time um, you get your hair cut, right? You're, uh, you've got an opportunity there for 20 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever. Yep. You've got a captive audience. <laughs> and so take advantage of that. And here's, I'm going to give you an idea of how you can do that. Uh, People love to hear uh, something surprising. People love to hear uh, news, right? Mm, and mm-hmm. so here's how you start out the conversation. You know, I heard the most amazing thing this past week. Well, mm. already you've got their attention. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You've heard the, the most yeah. amazing thing? And they're going to say, well, what? And then what you do is you share uh, something that you're pastor has recently preached on you say well you know i was in church and my pastor and you could say something like my pastor said that uh you you might say something like that you know getting the to heaven isn't a matter of you trying to live a good life or trying to do enough good things or hoping that the good in your life outweighs the bad he Mm. said no god has already provided a way god knew we needed help Mm-hmm. We were in a desperate situation. And, and then you can just start to explain the gospel of why Christ came, what he did, and how we simply need to receive that. We need to trust who he is and what he has done. Well, that's just a simple, natural way, and I've done that. I've, I've done that with a, um, with a barber when I was getting my hair cut, and, it, and it's just a way to, to, to share and to, um, again, to do what what Christ says as his mm. ambassador. In fact, it's really interesting. Yeah. I was reading something a while back that talked about um, two different people who are sent by a country to, um, to fulfill a mission. So they're sent to another country, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you, uh, if you are a person who is sent in the service of your country, but you don't tell anyone about who you are, why you're there, what your <laughs> message is. You, you know what that's called? That's called a spy, right? Yeah. That's called a spy. That, yeah. that, that's, that doesn't have positive connotations when they find out you're a spy. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you are sent by your country as an ambassador, that is a very revered yes. and, and honored role. I mean, to be an ambassador, to speak on behalf. Mm-hmm. Well, we have uh, the most revered, honored uh, role that that is possible in this world. We mm. are ambassadors of the kingdom of Christ. We are His personal representatives, and so that's why Christ said, "Right, uh, let your light shine before men. Let yes. them let them uh, let them hear. Let them see." And light is used in uh, predominantly in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as the as the dispelling of darkness by God's truth. And that's why mm-hmm. Paul, I believe Paul had that in mind when he mm-hmm. wrote Philippians 2, where he said, 
uh, do everything without complaining and arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. And here it is, in which you shine like lights in the world as you hold forth the word of light. Mm. That's that's what it means to shine. It's to hold forth the word mm. of light. Because if people see your good deeds and you, you never connect it mm-hmm. to the gospel, mm. you're actually sending a misleading message. I'll never forget hearing the, the testimony of someone who came to faith years ago uh, back in an area where I was living in the Portland, Oregon area. He came to faith in Christ, and he was just so excited as, as new believers are, and he came to his boss, and he, 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 he shared what happened in his life. And his boss said, well, that's, that's so exciting. I'm, a, I, I, I'm just so glad to hear that. I'm a Christian and you know, I've, I've been praying for you and I'm just so glad to hear that you came to faith in Christ. And the, the new believer looked at him in astonishment and he said, you are the very reason I haven't come to Christ all these years. Hmm. And... The boss was floored. He said, "You know, what? What have I? Yeah, what? What have I done?" Why? And the the man said, "Well, you lived such a good life, and you never told me uh, it was because of what Christ had done, because of His power." So wow. I looked at your life and I thought, "Well, if you can do it, then I can do it too." And so I tried in my own strength and my own ability to live a good moral life you never connected it to the gospel and so you were actually a barrier to me to coming to christ wow that is that is very sobering to realize that instead of being ambassadors to christ we can be barriers wow yeah that wow that one that one hits pretty deep because of even uh, your your metaphor of being an ambassador versus being a spy. And in that same sense, now it's almost like the guy figured out, hey, you have been a spy for Jesus all these years, and now what, what, I don't need that. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't want to be a barrier to, to people coming to know Jesus. And so sharing that story, telling people that this is how, this is why I, I live the way that I do. This is Because it's a part of who I am. It's a makeup of me. I can't do this on my own. We're not perfect people. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus's power. We we need that outside strength. Because exactly. in, our own, in our own strength, in our own flesh, we are going to fail. Right. Wow. And so, you know, I just want to be an encouragement because I remember the the frustration that I had in in high school of wanting to reach people for Christ and mm. yet being so fearful, right. being so hesitant and uh it just seems so awkward to me, mm. and I really believe, as I shared, it starts with prayer, and it starts with a, a realization. It's what, uh, again, the apostle said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, jars of clay. It isn't about us. It isn't about, well, we've got, you, you've got to get the, this uh, special container. God uses ordinary containers, that's us, to hold his treasure. Mm-hmm. That's the good news of Christ, and that's... As, as that verse goes on to say, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's mm. not a certain 
personality or a certain type of, of training or a certain type of background or a certain type of experience. That those are the things we think of. Well, if I just had, you know, Pastor David's personality <laughs> or if I just had, you know, this person's experience or if I just had an opportunity, no. Right. It's, it's, it's the treasure. You're looking at the, at the, at the earthen vessel. God says mm. you need to look at the treasure. So it's fascinating then to then go back and go to the Gospels and see how many times someone comes to faith in Christ and immediately th they go to tell someone. We see that mm -hmm. right away in John chapter 1, right, where, where Andrew comes to faith in Christ and the first thing he does is he go, goes and gets Peter and then he goes and tells his brother or his friend Philip. Mm -hmm. And then Philip comes to faith in Christ and he tells his friend Nathaniel. You mm -hmm. see the the woman at the well in John 4, she comes to faith in Christ and immediately goes out to her village. You see the the demoniac in Matthew 8 who um who comes to faith in Christ and you you uh compare the parallel accounts uh parallel gospel accounts. He wants to stay with Christ. He mm -hmm. wants to and Christ says no, you need to go to your village. Right. And see our thinking is well, wait a minute. No, uh, I, I need to go have some specialized training or I need to find a, a really clever technique. It's not about technique. It's not about personality. It's just, hey, this is this is what Christ has done in my life. The, the name of your podcast, right? I love mm -hmm. to tell the story. Yeah. And that's and that's so true. The the simplicity and the the treasure, the pureness of the gospel is what people need. They don't need to look at me. They don't need to look at at uh, what what I have done. It's it's all about what's what that the the water of life, right? That we as God's vessels are simply pouring out to others. And it is interesting though because God will take our individual story. God will take our past. He sure. will. There are people. To your point, there might be people that say, "Well, if I only was like Pastor Ron, if I was only like Pastor David, if I was only like." Uh, D.L. Moody, if I was only like Billy Graham, then I could really do something for God. But there might be somebody that won't ever listen to Billy Graham. <laughs> there might be somebody that would never listen to the pastor of a church. Well, and not only that, but but they may have no relationship. That's, I mean, with... with yep. you know, so someone in, in your church um, may have no relationship with you, but, you know has a relationship with someone in your church because you're in the neighborhood or you're working with with that person. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing with personality, you're exactly right, because I, I think God gives us a contrast with Andrew and Peter. Peter is, oh, he's the extrovert. He's <laughs> he's center stage all the time. And yep. you look at, at Acts and he is preaching away, right? Well, in the Gospels, guess who it is who is bringing people to Christ? It's not Peter. It's mm. Andrew. Mm. Every time Andrew is mentioned in Scripture, he's bringing someone to Christ. He brings Peter to Christ. He brings Philip to Christ. He brings the uh, the boy who has the the two little fish mm. and, and five mm -hmm. loaves. And um, later on in John, he brings the Greeks who said, "We we want to see Jesus." And mm. He's the one who who brings them to Christ. He's just in simple, not center stage ways, not in ways that we think of, like you know, preaching, you know, yep. up front or in the spotlight or or on TV or something. Just in simple ways. Mm. And if you think about it, all of Peter's 
public ministry could be traced back to Andrew. It was because of the faithfulness of his brother who just in quiet uh, background ways brought his brother Mm -hmm. uh, to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that is such a wonderful picture of the Bible just talking about the church as a body. The entire body, each has different, different parts have different things that they do. Mm-hmm. To make the entire body function with Christ as our head. But if we're all submitting to Christ, submitting to his word, together doing our part, the kingdom of God, thy kingdom come. <laughs> then right. the kingdom of God does come here to the earth and exactly. people's lives are transformed. And Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because we, it, it's so easy to forget that and uh, that there is a, uh, we are all on the same team, and there is a corporate witness. And that's exactly what Amen. Christ said in John 13, where he said, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Yes. So how often do we think of unity in the church, loving one another in the church, honoring one another in the church as mm. being a key component to evangelism? Mm. Christ said it is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're in a time right now, very challenging time with, with COVID, where people have different perspectives, different opinions opinions and it's so easy to right to for there to start to be friction over that and just any time in church life i mean yes. that that is such a uh, hindrance i can tell you that there mm. have been some churches where i have pastored that my focus as a pastor has just been to be a peacemaker and to try and it's all been inward we mm. i had no uh time and energy to to look outward because of the conflict within the church. And mm. so that's, you know, we, we need to strive to love one another. That's important. If we aren't doing that, then then our uh, gospel outreach is going to be hindered. Yeah. And that just reminded me of the verse, and I believe it's in First Peter, where it says, Peter says that we need to love one another with a pure heart fervently. Yes. And that is that key that starting point for being able to truly be a gospel witness is the body of Christ is there for each other, serving together, worshiping Christ together, magnifying him together, and then we go out and then we let our light shine before men. And together, we it's so much more powerful. And people see that and they're like, wow, I want that too. Right. I want to be a part of that place. I want to be a part of that body. I want to be a part of that group. Whoa, that community is awesome. Right. I need that. So you're you're exactly right. It's so I want to challenge all of us by saying that, you know, sometimes we think of evangelism as a personality issue or mm. an opportunity issue or a training issue and really as you look at scripture, it's a heart issue. It's a yeah. love issue because what did Christ say? If you love me, you will Keep my commandments. And so what is his commandment? To make disciples of all nations, right? So if we're it not is. doing that, that's a that's a love problem that we're having. Mm. It's what, again, Paul's word, the love of Christ compels us. If the love of Christ isn't compelling us to at least start praying and to say, Lord, I, I have no idea of how this is going to work in my life. I, yeah. I don't know what to do. I, I, I just... Uh, where do I even start? Mm-hmm. Prayer and and bringing that to the Lord. Don't you think the Lord delights? He always delights when we come to Him and say, I, "I'm just I, 
I don't know what to do. I need you. I need mm. your wisdom. I need your grace. Mm-hmm. And and that's where it starts. So I would challenge all of us. It's a good reminder for me that it the, the issue is one of the heart. It's a it's a is the love of Christ compelling us yeah. as scripture says. And if it isn't, then just confess that to God. Mm. Don't don't try to okay, I need to grit my teeth and somehow do something. No, that's looking to yourself. <laughs> just bring it to God and say, God, you know what? My my heart is 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 cold. There's there's something that and and I don't want it to be that way. So mm. would you forgive me? Would you show me what uh, what I need to see? Would you do a work in my heart so mm. that remember what David said in Psalm twenty three? My cup overflows. That's mm. God's desire for us. He desires to fill us with His blessings so that it just overflows and it just overflows into into people's lives. And that's exactly. If you look at Psalm 67, uh, it says, uh, the psalmist there is asking, it starts the psalm by asking a blessing. It says, may the Lord uh, be gracious to us mm. and bless us and have uh, make his face shine upon us. But mm-hmm. then the next verse says, why? So that your name may be exalted among the nations so that your ways may be proclaimed. God blesses us, not so that we just be a receptacle of blessing but so that we we would so overflow with his blessings that that just reaches out and blesses other people that's why god blesses us and then it's just it's just this amazing synergy right somebody comes to Mm -hmm. to to faith in christ god uses us i i can tell you that is the most exciting uh experience in in life Mm -hmm. and it's what Charles Spurgeon once said. He said, I could, he goes, I can understand somebody uh, sharing the gospel and someone not coming to faith in Christ. I mean, we see that with the ministry of the apostles, with the ministry right. of Christ himself. He goes, I can understand that. He said, what I can't understand is somebody being content with that. And mm. so we, we need to keep praying Pray fervently, God, would your kingdom come? Would you use me? Here am I. Send me. Help me to be uh, that ambassador that mm-hmm. you called me to do. And, you know, it's just like a lot of, of the Christian life, right? It's on-the-job training. Yeah. What do we do when we become Christians? Do we go off to some secluded place <laughs> and, and, and for a five-year course of study? No, God puts us right where we need to be in yes. the world and and we learn by interacting by living by stumbling like the proverb says the righteous man falls seven times but rises i love Amen. that verse that gives me hope because One of my favorites I, yep <laughs> i keep stumbling but it's you know the Lord doesn't say the righteous man is the one who sits in the chair mm-hmm. and then therefore never stumbles. Mm-hmm. No, the the man is out there. He's walking, and if you're walking, you're you're gonna stumble. But then you rise. You keep going. You yeah. trust in the Lord, and and it's uh, it's just a marvelous. I you know I say this not. I want to be careful. I don't say this out of guilt. I you know the the last thing I needed when I was in high school was to hear another sermon or another teaching on you should do this and why aren't you doing this? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not what I needed. What I yeah. needed was I needed grace. I needed you know grace from God and grace from another uh, 
brother or sister to encourage me, you know, you can do this. God yep. can use you in this way. Yes. God will use mm. you Amen. in this way. Yeah. And I think uh, to to draw it back a little bit more, maybe kind of conclude with with this sort of a thing now. So we've talked a lot about, you know, personal evangelism in a sense and hey, you got we should be praying. Even ask God for those those opportunities that that you can just share and giving some good advice about that, and then talk about how the church functions together, the local church functions together as a body with people doing various things. And then I think about now as as the in the greater context of the overall kingdom of Jesus, and here in the Sacramento areas, we have a lot of various churches and banding together to be able to instead of fighting against one another and looking at it as a competition. I think sometimes. In especially the suburban church, <laughs> the the city kind of church, you, it can be easy to think, well, man, why are they going to that church? Huh? Why aren't they coming to my church? Or there's another church that's only five minutes away, and it can almost become a competition between churches. And I think we can lose that kingdom focus sometimes. Is there something that, that we as local churches can be getting together, and how can we together try to thy kingdom come lord we right. want your kingdom we want you jesus to be magnified we want people to see that it's not just love of our church for our own church people that are in our church but we are christians right. we are all together no matter what we look like or what language we might speak or what, look at we just have this wonderful camaraderie because we all believe in the same jesus right that's a great question so this morning we had the opportunity to worship together. I uh, was able to to come and uh, to worship with you, mm. and I was really struck. I, I you know I was familiar with the the scripture reading. I, I know it. I I have it memorized. But I was struck, uh, and you know, God can do that as we hear His <laughs> word. But David prays, uh, "Give me an undivided heart mm. that I may fear Your name." Uh, my version, I think, says, unite my heart. Mm. Well, another term that Scripture uses is double-mindedness, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we are double-minded as people. We're, and it's fascinating that David recognizes that, and, and he says, God, my heart is, is not in unity. Would you unite my heart? Would you give me an undivided heart? And mm. it just struck me, David, that... That's the reason there's disunity in our churches. Hmm. It's because it, it it's not because well I look at what this person is doing and look at look at what he said, look at what she did. It's that we as believers are not united in our own hearts, right? Hmm. We are double-minded. We are uh we're in conflict with within ourselves, and that's exactly what James says, right? Why are there quarrels and conflicts yes. among you? Mm. And so that was just fascinating to think about it, is that, once again, it gets back down to the heart, doesn't it? That mm. if I want to see unity in my church, it begins with me. It begins with my own heart. And that's what the apostle actually uh, prays as he writes Romans 15, he, he says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a mm. spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. Mm. So there's the issue. And then he goes on to say, so that 
with one heart and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our mm. Lord Jesus Christ. So the issue for for disunity in our churches is that we're we're not united within our own lives. We're not following Christ, as Paul says in in Romans fifteen. And mm. if if we're not following Him, we are not going to be united. It's wow. it's what one author, one Christian author, said decades ago. He said, you know, if you had a a room full of a hundred pianos and tried that that are out of tune, <laughs> and that and you try to tune them to each other, it, it, it's not going to work. Yeah, you're going to spend the rest of your life trying. It, it's just fruitless. But if you bring a tuning fork in mm. and tune each piano to that tuning fork, two things are going to happen. One is the piano is going to be in tune, and secondly, the pianos are going to be in harmony with each other. They're going to be in wow. tune with each other. And that's that's the issue. And then and then of course you see, as we talked about earlier, the evangelistic implications of that. I mean there's going to be joy, there's going to be fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the one another's that we read in in scripture are going to be operating uh, loving one another, honoring one another, praying for one another, <laughs> bearing one another's burdens, encouraging one another, forgiving one another, bearing with one another. And the result is all men will see that you are my disciples because you love one another. Yeah. Well, with that, thank you again for being here today. And I know I'm looking forward to having you and your wife back on on a future episode and be able to hear her story as well. And thanks for just sharing and encouraging us to to see God's kingdom come a little more. I know sometimes it can be discouraging as we think, why, Lord, hasn't it been more yet? I, I'm ready for, for Jesus to come now. Even so, come, Lord. Right. Let it Let it happen today. But as he continues to tarry, let us continue to to just day by day, step by step, decision by decision, continue to choose Jesus. And as we do that, as we tune our lives, I love that illustration of tuning all those pianos to the tuning fork of Jesus Christ. If we would all tune our lives to Christ, then every single person, every one of us in God's church and in each local church and in the universal church, the, the entire body of Christ, we are going to be on the same page. We are going to be singing the same song. We are going to exist in perfect, blessed harmony. Amen. And what a joy that will be as people see that and they say, I want to be a part of that family too. That's right. Let me just, if I could, uh, while we close just a couple more really practical ways, because again, yeah. I think we, you and I, uh, have have stirred some things on people's hearts, and yes. hopefully that's the case. And I, I, maybe it's because I'm such a blockhead, and and I I like to. It's like, okay, I want to do this. How do I do this? How? Let, let me yes. give a couple more, just very simple ways. So uh, when somebody um, moves into your neighborhood. Be the first person to welcome them. Amen. Bring a bring a plate of cookies, and um, as we've done, we could say, you know, uh, you know, if you're looking for restaurants or stores or anything, if you're looking for a church, uh, we're a part of a church. Anything you need, um, we'd be happy to help. And just you know, and they mm-hmm. might be, mm-hmm. and we've done that, and we've seen God use that. Um, Look for ways to reach out to your neighbors. God has placed you there for a reason. Amen. I mean, you don't have to wait till somebody moves in. If you haven't done this, just to say, you know what? Uh, um, l- look for ways to, uh, you know, it might be um, 
mowing somebody's lawn yeah. or, or something. It just mm-hmm. might be ways that uh, caring for people. We had neighbors that um, we we were trying to reach out to, and it wasn't until uh, we saw ambulances in front of their house, wow. and uh, he was taken to the hospital. And my wife went right over and said, let me drive you to the hospital. Let me be mm-hmm. there. And as a result, she came to faith in Christ. Wow. It was just marvelous. Amen. An- another way that you just simply asking, how, how can I pray for you? You know, prayer is, is important to me and I, I like to pray for people. Is there some way I can pray for you? I mean, even unbelievers will appreciate that gesture yes. of love and that can that can open doors. So just little simple things like that are ways to start taking steps. And once you start taking those steps, God's going to bring other insights and opportunities uh, to mind. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I know that that is a huge thing. You know, we talk about the why or we talk about the what we should be doing. Well, how? How do I do? Where does the rubber meet the road? I'm ready. I'm fired up. Let's go. And so thank you for, for sharing some of those very, very practical things. And so I do hope that you've been inspired today. I do hope that you've been encouraged. I do hope that you may have been challenged. Maybe God's been laying something on your heart for a little while and, and it's time to, to pick it up. I am, I praise the Lord every day. I know that there are some people in our church body that they let me know that they are praying for various people. And if you ever mention that you're praying for somebody's salvation, I guarantee you that a few of these people, it's on their prayer list. I've had people ask me, hey, have you heard an update on so-and-so that asked for prayer? And I even sometimes think, who are they talking about? And then they talk about it. That was like six months ago that somebody mentioned that person. And it's still daily being prayed for. And so that is such a very simple thing and, and what about that we you, can all do. Right. You'd mentioned earlier, we were talking uh, before this about Awana, right? Yes. Wow. What a, I mean, that's a ready-made opportunity. You've got kids coming to this program and uh, I would encourage uh, you to come talk to you as pastor and say, hey, I, I, I want to get involved. That's a great first step. Yes. Yeah. And we have had a few people that have come to know Christ um, through that, parents that were just dropping off their kids, and then now they are faithful disciples of Jesus uh, that, that live all over this country that initially came because ah, I just was bringing my kid to a kid's program. and But somebody stood there, met a mom, met a dad, witnessed to them, prayed for them, prayed with them, mm-hmm. and over time, that relationship developed into a wonderful gospel opportunity and now a new disciple of Christ. Right. So again, thanks for being here today and thanks for sharing. And if you would like to share your story, just as always like to encourage you, you can reach out to us at any time. Or if you have any questions about something that we talked about today, or you say, Hey, I would love to get involved. I'd like to be a part. I'm looking for that. I want to be involved in Jesus's kingdom. I I need a church home. I, I need some encouragement. I need some prayer, whatever it might be. Please, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. The church's phone number is 916 Five seven two two three two two. You can call us. You can text that number again. It's nine one six five seven two two three two two. If you'd like to tell your story, please reach out to us because that's what this is all about. I love to tell the story. We want to give Jesus all the praise. We'll see you all next time.